Hey all you rad dads out there. Hey everyone, it's Christian here with another episode of the Rad Dad Show. This episode features Jeff and Neil from the band Panic Problem. They're at a Baltimore pop punk band, write songs about panic problems. They had a debut release in March, Just Calm Down, go check it out. We talk about watching kids develop empathy, never wanting to give up our passions as parents and fathers, and wanting our kids to grow up around people that are passionate and what that means uh, to them. We hope you enjoy. So let's uh, start. Welcome to the Rad Dad Show. Who are you? Who are we talking to here? Uh, my name is Neil from Panic Problem. I sing and play guitar. I'm Jeff from Panic Problem. I uh, occasionally sing backup, but play bass guitar. And you're both dads, most importantly. Big time. Absolutely. Do you want to want to share the name and ages of the kid, kids? Plural, I'm not sure. Sure. Um, so I have a daughter named Dorothy, and she is two going on light speed. And uh, I've got, uh, actually, have another kid on the way. Um, we don't know what's going on there yet, uh, gender wise, and we won't know until uh the baby's born but we expect that baby in august nice so so you're a young got, dad uh, jeff how about you i've got an 11, <laughs> got an 11 year old daughter named Millicent and a nine-year-old boy named alistair oh nice so you're, you're somewhat experienced ARB. then yeah yeah trying to be channeling my father's speeches channeling every kid time I've ever seen. Ad speed up. <laughs> the yeah. stuff that comes out of my mouth shocking on a daily basis now that they're getting closer to the teens. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> Do you guys consider yourself rad dads? I'm definitely tubular. Um, I want to be rad. I, I actually was in my last band that I was in was called Radical Discharge. And we were all dads in that band. And so we also called ourselves Radical Dad Charge. So I guess I, I am a rad dad. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm cool. Right on, that's self-contrained. That's, uh, that's what we want. That's the empowerment piece. Right? Yeah, I'm rad, yeah. I would think I am, but I'm not sure my kids would agree. If, you know, depends on what one you catch them. Yeah, I mean, like, if your kids turn out to be, like, really into vinyl, you're going to be a rad dad. But otherwise, your Steely Dan collection is going to be, like, all for naught, you know? <laughs> that is the truth. Is that, you know, some, some I get uh, a mixed mixed answers for these questions. I got kind of the dads that be like, yeah, I'm, I'm rad. But then we have the other half that say, I don't know, ask my kids when, you know, they're older. How do you feel about that? Oh, no. No, I'm I'm pretty sure you're never supposed to ask the kids if the dad is rad. That's like, that's rule number one of being a rad dad is like, you know, no, um, I am self, so I I self ratify, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't need I don't need their 
their approval for, for radness. I, I just live in my own, you know, tan, slack, white sneakers kind of world. You know, I just, I kill it all day long. You know, I like a club sandwich. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what, well, so like on, on that, what are, what are some traits that you think make one a rad dad? Besides, you know, the, the khakis and, and, and the club sandwiches. Um, mustache, um, <laughs> fair amount of gas of some kind, um, a lot of proclamations. There's a lot of shrews in my house. You know, like I'll get done something, like, you know, just like a basic movement of my body that, like, a normal person would need no remark for you know and i'm like you know i was like you know maybe i have to get something that's below my weight that that apparently requires now uh, a sound effect so that's you know that's a trait of a rad dad i'm pretty sure you know rad dads have a soundtrack you know soundtrack you know Uh, my kids are at the age, Christian, where uh, they're now challenging me on stories don't work anymore. At 11 and 9, they want to see some actual action from a, uh, oh, that's great. You used to play this sport. Let's play this sport now. Or, oh, you were good on a mountain bike or a BMX. Let's go biking. Show, show us how good you are, which is uh, getting, you know, dangerous at this point. <laughs> more, so more so do, you, do you rise to the challenge? Do you rise to the challenge? Time of COVID. We've, uh, we've gotten the BMX is running and I've been doing more bike repairs and the kids are, you know, forbidden from doing certain tricks right now so that we don't stock the hospitals with broken bones. Oh, uh, okay, wait a minute. Which, whoa, 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 whoa. which tricks are allowed and which tricks aren't allowed? So, um, we were doing, you End know, uh, toe jams, <laughs> get some basic stuff, toe jams, bunny hops, that kind of stuff. And then it started escalating quickly when I would go to work and then come home and they'd be balancing on the center uh, or getting up on the handlebars, that sort of oh, thing. Man. I, I had a, I had a, we had to slow the roll a little bit. So, you think, all, you that sounds like a talking to. You know, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a point of pride, and then, then there's that, that, that factor that says, oh, my goodness. Yeah. You, you know, you're going to be directly responsible for this next step, which is the drive to the hospital and your wife giving you that stare like, this is your fault. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Try to avoid yeah. that at all costs, right? <laughs> right. So, uh, I, I, you know, I've been intercepted what I feel, but, you know, I've, I've come home the burned out knees and I've asked why and it usually involves not having your hands or feet on the bike at some point so it's pretty exciting Dude, that, that, that's the breakfast look I know that look I call it the <laughs> breakfast it happens to me every Saturday at breakfast it's the breakfast <laughs> look because we have we have pancake we used to have pancake Sunday but right. my wife's doing yoga now uh, uh, on Sunday morning, so it interrupts pancake time. So we've moved pancake time to Saturdays, pancake Saturday. And, you know, I've decided um, that I wanted to help 
which apparently is code for um, that I'm ruining things, and um, I get just that the Saturday look, you know. So I'm like, I'm gonna make pancakes, and every dish gets used, and everything is burned and ruined, and but I'm trying, and it's an A for effort. And um, recently, I got the, uh, you know, sometimes it, 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 the effort doesn't matter. And I was like, whoa. And then it was the, and then that was the Saturday look. It was, it's pretty brutal. So yeah, I guess if you put your kids in the hospital for um, tabletop, you know, um, yep, you're getting the Saturday look for that, Brigman. That's <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I took the skateboarders away, and I thought the bikes were safe, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's probably anything. They're, they're know, like, they're like, they're like, Dad, you know, like you want to do a hill climb, and you're like, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey man, it, it makes for a fun Saturday though. Exactly. You know, I haven't ridden a twenty inch in a long time. It's brutal. So, in what ways does fatherhood change you guys? <sighs> oh, we've had that. We've actually had this battle a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, it, uh, my background is a little bit different, Christian. I actually, um, uh, I ended up marrying a woman who had a, uh, just about, just about a year and a half. And my uh, daughter was about three and a half, I guess. Um, or actually, no, much younger than that. Uh, no, that, that makes sense. That's the math. I apologize. So, um, I missed the diapers case, thankfully in certain cases, but have been fully invested in, you know, body training and out for the, for my son and with my daughter, you know, everything from um, walking around, following me around to soccer, club soccer, and then on. And at 11, she's knocking on the team door and, you know, it's, it's really fascinating to see, but um, Neil's really, really in that other arena right now where he's having yeah. It's just now getting to where I picked up the, the time, so to speak. Yeah. But. So, like, it's, it, you know, it's kind of cool because, like, Jeff gives me, like, all these cautionary tales, <laughs> you know? You know, like, like one day at practice, he was like, look, those paint chips will taste sweet, but don't let the kids eat them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, dude. Like, that's, that's cool, you know? So, you know, I mean, it's sweet like candy, but it will hurt you. You know, so, um, you know, it's kind of cool because, you know, like Jeff said, we're kind of in two different, um, like, phases of parenting. Yeah. And just to kind of, like, you know, hit your question, I guess, like, at least the way I think I understand it, like, definitely, like, parts of my life have completely changed, you know? Like, there is definitely a massive change in my life. Um, but nothing was actually in, like, an extreme way. Like, there was definitely, like, like in other words, like, I think, like, I think people think of it, like, like almost like a, like a binary, you know, where it's, like, you know, like, either, like, a single setting and then, like, a, you know, and then like a, a, a married with kids setting, 
you know, and it's more like a dial, you know, mm. it's not like my life didn't like, um, flip. Didn't, it, yeah, it didn't flip upside down. It, no, it just didn't. I mean, listen, it, it does flip upside down. Oh, for sure. Oh, it's big time. Uh, but it flips back up again too. So it's like it's like one of those like weeble wobbles. What do they call those things? Those like those like teeter totters. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it's like you flick the little dude over, but he's got the weight in the bottom and like the little round bottom, oh, right. so he like kind of comes back up. You know, like that. You know, you're like, whoa, all right, I get them back. You know, so it's cool. You know. What are some um, of the most uh, rewarding aspects of being a dad? Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going through this thing right now where um, my daughter – so my wife is a stay-at-home parent, okay, and I work a lot. And um, recently – my relationship with my daughter, I guess like a lot, you know, it's a lot of things, a lot of confluence of events. So like, you know, I'm at home a lot more because of this current situation. And then to boot, um, you know, my daughter's getting older and, you know, doing all that. And so um, it's just watching this little teeny like micro changes and things. Um that's like amazing to me. Like, um, so I just started reading her this old comic strip series called Calvin and Hobbes. I have like the nice. complete set of Calvin and Hobbes, every comic that was ever written for that comic strip. And she's like super into it. Um, and then every weekend we have Star Wars night where we, where we watch Star Wars. And my kid's kind of interesting where she, um, we don't do a lot of TV in the house um, and I have no judgment for people that do or don't or whatever. It's just, that's how I do my shit. So um, we just don't do a lot of TV in the house. So star Wars nights is a really good special night for my kids. She really gets into it. And um, she kind of has this like walking narrative where she blends all of her realities together. So like her Winnie the Pooh fantasy world that she lives in those days. Cause we read her the old a Milne. Um, fans, you know, Winnie the Pooh books blends in with like Calvin and Hobbes and blends in with Star Wars. And she's trying to get everyone to join the dark side right now. <laughs> dark so, side. Like, yeah, it's super weird. It's super duper weird. And like, it's it's really funny. And um, she's just like cracking up at like my kids' like brutal honesty and weirdness. And you know, no filter. It's not like one of those like crummy, like, you know, you know, like as adults, like we say no filter, but what we actually mean is someone's an asshole. You know, when kids have no filter, they just don't have a filter, you know? Um, so it's, it's just cool seeing like a person that's like not messed up yet. <laughs> You're like, oh man, this is great. You're not messed up. Like you didn't experience... You didn't experience the nineties. That's awesome. You know, you don't, you don't know anything about oil prices. That's really great. You know? And then 
you know, the weight of the world hasn't, hasn't just, you know, crushed your spine. And then, um, you know, so that, that's really rewarding. Um, and like, just like watching my kid like develop things like empathy, you know, that's really cool and weird. And you're just like, whoa, that's, that's neat how you made that connection. So that's me in a nutshell right there. Yeah. I mean, I, well, you hit on it there, Neil. That's what I mean. Even if, even at the 11-9 phase, and I'm sure watching them, that empathy factor where it's, it, it's not just a 7-30, 8-30 at night, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get all gushy and play up it because I'm tired and want, you know, that, that coddle from my parents. But watching it actually happen during the day to their brother or sister or understanding their friendships and watching them mature is, is pretty fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. We 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 both we both had the luxury of having very supportive um, partners. Yeah. And, yeah. And so our freedoms have not been denied us. Right. But we we also understand what that means. That means that you don't come back and wake up at 11 a.m. the next morning. No. Nope. You're, you're up at 6 a.m. You know, doing the job, so to yep. speak. And yep. that's so for uh, you know I. I can, I will speak for Neil here. We've really been able to continue the majority of our lifestyles without, you know, sacrificing the things that we loved. The things that we didn't particularly, weren't particularly passionate about, sure, that went away. Yeah. Like, being able to play music and see our friends and um, see people, you know. Yeah. Get out, watch shows, have a community. Um, has not been denied us by having children. Yeah, it just it just means that we've got we got to come home and, and and be present and take the reins and give them the same freedoms, which is uh, yeah. I mean, you just gotta like you know you you have to find those million different little ways to kind of also show that you're you know not just around but that you're present. You know. That's so a, like, that's a that's a universal theme that I that I I've you know experienced with all of these conversations is that just being present and it's um I don't know it's interesting to me I guess so like that you know if that was to answer the question what makes you know some of the traits that make one a rad dad is just being there I love that your answer and the fact that you're still kind of doing what you want to do and following your passions and and you know in a sense that you're modeling that so you're, you're having time for yourself. But at the same time, you, you you step up when you have to step up. That's how I yeah, define a red I mean, dad. Yeah, like you can't just like. And again, like I, I think I don't know. I mean, my parents. It's weird. Like, I grew up in very much that like, you know, sort of like. Norman Rockwell wannabe kind of family where like my parents clearly were like they were going to like anti-nuclear demonstrations and like doing drugs like my mom has this hilarious story cracks me up every time I hear it I totally give her shit about it because if you ask her if she has seen Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones her answer is, I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> uh, 
and it just it just kills me, man. It just kills me. And like I have this really vivid memory of my mom where she like you know, I came home from college and I just thought I knew like all this like shit and I didn't and I still don't, but now I know that I don't. You know, that's the big difference between like, you know, twenty twenty year old me and thirty eight year old me is like, you know, just realizing I don't know shit. But the but the um you know, when you're when you're twenty and you're full of, of you know, vitriol I came home from college and my mom's like, you know, trying to catch up with me. What she's just trying to do is like hold on for like dear life for like two more moments with her kid, you know, who doesn't have time for her anymore, which I'm like already dreading. Uh and I have a two year old. And like like uh I like you know, she's like, Well what music are you listening to? And I, I just very vividly remember like brushing her off and like, Oh mom, you you wouldn't get it, you know. And she was like, Well just try me and I was like, Well mom, you know, I you know, I I found out about, like, like when I got into punk, like, it, it was 90s punk. It wasn't, like, stuff like, you know, proto-punk or, like, you know, Roxy music and all that stuff yet, you know, and it wasn't, like, you know, 70s stuff really, you know. And, you know, in college is where, like, I found out about all that stuff, you know. So, I, you know, I thought, you know, I, I pulled the old maneuver, you know. I, I gave her the deep cut. I was like, well, I'm really into, like, you know, The Clash and Patti Smith. And my mom goes, oh, yeah, you like that, do you? And she goes, she she walks to her record collection and pulls out an original Patti Smith album. Sick. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, she's like, yeah, I was there for that. <laughs> you know? And just, like, and not even, like, in, like, a, a shitty way. You know, it was just more, it was, and it was so delicately delivered, just, like, the, 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 the metaphysical spanking that I was now getting for mouth and off. You know, and it was just, I, I just vividly remember that. And I was like, holy shit, my mom's cool, you know, and um, it just really cracked, cracked me up. And uh, I guess it's kind of a tangent there because my aviation medicine's wearing off a little bit. Sorry about that. But like, uh, I guess, what were we talking about? Moms, dads, people, right. So like, but when I was growing up, they very much were like, I am not Terry. That's my mom. And my my dad's name's George, but he goes by Pat. They weren't like Pat and Terry anymore. They were mom and dad, you know. And like, I while I want that like authoritative relationship, you know, established in my household, I don't want to stop being me, you know. I or or at least like to Jeff's point, like the parts that are most precious to me, I don't want that to stop, and I also don't want that to feel like I have to that in order to command some sort of like respect or or you know um correctness in my home you know like that i just don't want to live that way i we'll find out you know in shit like 20 years if this was a really bad idea or not but you know, <laughs> but but um you know fingers crossed you know i i don't want my kids not knowing who I really am as a person. And like, I've, I've come to learn who my parents really are, but there's like, I just feel like there was this like very weird trend. And it wasn't just my folks. It was like, I feel like it was like everybody's parents, like in the eighties and nineties, like read some weird book that was like, you know, like don't tell your kids that you were like, you know, draft card burning hippies, you know, like adopt Reaganomics and really be into, you know, 
ice milk and bland shit. And, you know, it just, I don't know. It just, it, it, it just, uh, I think, yeah, I, I don't want to ever give up the things that I'm passionate about. Because I, I don't want to, I don't want my kids to see, I don't want my kids to have me not be passionate. I want them to grow up with, with people that are passionate about things nice. and and chase existential things and weird shit. You know? Sorry, that was a lot to unpack there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's good podcasting. All right, what are we doing? We're talking about religion? Let's do this. Here we go. <laughs> no, we won't go there. Uh, yeah, do, go ahead. Oh. No, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. out. Just say something. Do you have any do you have any fears about becoming a dad? Yeah. Big time. I I I definitely thought that all of my cool band shit was gonna be over. <laughs> Super duper. And it didn't. So now and then I was left with all these weird feelings like, well now what do I do? You know? Um I definitely thought that like I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think everyone you know, you don't want your I mean, I don't know. I think everybody goes through like a bunch of I mean, I've got, like, you know, weird shit going on anyway. So, like, you know, I'm not – talk to Jeff about this. He's, he's more balanced. Go ahead. You, you do it. Run with it, Jeff. Win, win this one. Look, fear, I, I now uh, blissfully ignorant would have been my answer to that. Really? Dick. Yeah, just jump. I've always been that guy that, hey, you want to do – go off that jump. Hit that thing. Figure it out later. Oh crap! That was horrible, physically and mentally. <laughs> so, uh, no, with the, I, you know, I, re- I really um, fell in love with the situation and fell in, you know, in the, the, you know, sure there's miserable, miserable times, but there's a lot of, there's a lot more positives than there are negatives, and it, it, it didn't. For me, it was a matter of you know what 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 was sacrificed. I haven't quite figured out. It's it's that that whole argument that I don't have time to do X in my day or I don't have time to do this in my life is just complete bullshit. Yeah, it because, is because it is. you when you when you become a parent and or you start doing involving yourself in that, you realize that you still have a lot of time to yourself. If you if you can carve it, and mm-hmm. the day is is long, and I, I we both work like crazy, we 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 you know entertain our our habits of reading and playing music and listening to music and tinkering with who knows what amps and electronics and whatever we bickering bickering about music. That's a solid yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, like I'll tell you this: like like everyone talks about collecting records. Nonsense. I collect arguments about records. <laughs> and they are fantastic and robust. And um, like that one night of practice where we exclusively listened listen to uh, Shock Khan. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. B- one of the best nights of my life. We didn't, so, we didn't play one goddamn song. <laughs> so, so, Christian, uh, uh, how old are your kids? I have I have one. He's he's eight. Yeah, eight. Yeah, he's a he's a boy. So yeah. what scares me most 
when I think about it, and I know it really isn't anything to worry about because it's just going to be more of the same, is when inevitably we will become uncool no matter who we are. And then, oh, dude. The, the, and then the a, dark, a dark period before that they before they realize, hopefully come to realize, what our intentions were and, and the thought process behind our parenting. Yeah. That scares me a little bit. Um, I have a great relationship with my father and my mother, and I tortured them consistently from, I'd say, 12 through probably <laughs> way past where I should have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things where, you know, let's go to 30. So 12 to 30, not to, you know, that's one of the things that concerns me the most is how far they fall away and through no fault of my own, possibly. You know, there, there's where the fear is. Everything else is easily contained right now, I think. So. Yeah, I think I think there's, like, there's really, like, if I can keep my kids from doing, like, you know, yeah. six, or, six or seven <laughs> drugs, for sure. No, really, like, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, like, everyone's, everybody, even, even, even the hard partiers have a list. I guarantee it. Where it's like, all right, listen, if you're gonna do that one, this is how you do it. But don't do this on the eighth moon when the <laughs> Mars, you know. But like, seriously, like, I, yeah, I for them to be responsible you know, in their decisions, you mean, you know, make somewhat educated, you know, choices. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's also where, like, I think that's also where where like, um that again that like that sort of like unfettered honesty comes in because you know Jeff Jeff and I and and some of the other folks you've had on your show you know we actually have um a wealth of experience and and you know good stories and horror stories about good and poor decision making you know um where you know, there's there's elements of being in a band that can get real after school special real quick, and um, I think that yeah, oh yeah, there's definitely some shit that keeps me up at night, you know, and um, I I really hope that I can instill as much tribal knowledge and wisdom into my kids and my other kid eventually, you know, as possible, as early as possible. Um, so how, how do you do that? Like, how, how, what does that look like? What, like when your kids get older, like, what is it? You know, maybe Jeff I don't know. This one. I don't you, know. I don't know. I, that's, it, why I, that's actually why I'm on the show. I'm actually asking <laughs> you. I have no clue. I don't know I don't either. What my mode is these days is, is being as candid as I can without being vulgar. Mm-hmm. About about my experiences and what the end game is. So yeah, that's, that's basically. And uh, like you know, examples about if you hear something and you're not sure what it is and you're curious, I will tell you what it is. Yeah. But if you don't want to know, don't bother. You know, you don't have to ask. Uh, or you know, I will tell them conversations like, "Hey, 
while you while it's fun to tell him your brother right now, you're gonna want his confidence later. Things just really big, really big concepts, and I'm sure you know only one one uh, percent is is sticking. But the questions still keep coming. I guess you know back to the fear thing. Question is when the questions stop coming. Yeah, there you go. When, when the problem breaks. So does the fear. Like oh crap. They're in that mode where they've got it figured out or they're going to figure it out on their own. Yeah. Now well, you're, now you're exactly got to right. it a little bit harder because that, the information is not flowing as it used to be. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, you've got to cram them with enough because it's almost like a scattergun. Like, like you're not going to hit it all. So you got to just, like, repeater, you know, until... <laughs> Until I'm guessing 12, maybe if we're really lucky, 13. I don't know. Um, and then you just got to, I guess you got to scream for about six years, eight years. <laughs> and m- maybe some throwing of things, not at them, but just throwing, you know, like, ah, you know, and you hope that that scattergun early on plus the screaming equals they're still alive at twenty three. Right. Well, Neil, you're about to you're about to get to that point, and I'm sure Christian's gonna appreciate this. That point where no longer can you have conversations anywhere near them about them. Whether oh, they're, yeah. they got, yeah. So therefore you have to change the whole game to behind closed doors and never never undermining the other person in front of you. You have to play the game because they will divide and conquer just it's, well, like we did as children. You know? so, the, so Yeah, so so the kid's already doing that. She's already pulling right. that maneuver. She's slick. I got to hand it to her. Very Humans are a very adaptive creature. <laughs> and, and that, I, 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 actually, I actually have to say that, like, I, so I watch a lot of science fiction, and I got to say that I think one of my biggest takeaways is that you just never let your guard down. You know, like just just always remember that this thing is feral. And if you let your guard down, it's going to get Jurassic Park real quick. You know, so you just got to, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, no, my wife and I definitely, we had before before Dorothy was born, we definitely had the United Front. Um you know, conversation. We were both on board with that. And we've definitely had some moments where, you know, that was tested and it pulled through. And um, moments like that are, are, are big because um, it, uh, it's, it's almost as much for the parent as it is for the, uh, the, the, the kid where like, because there's always that moment where, you make the call and you realize halfway through making the call, actually probably not the best call. (laughs) And then, and then, and then your, your significant other kind of gives you a a quick look. Like again, that Saturday, Saturday Saturday glance, but she backs you up. And then you're like, you're like, fuck yeah, that's right. Actually. Yeah, that's right. Uh, And then you like, then you're like, I'm going to do something even more ridiculous with my shot calling. And then she kind of gives you another one of those, like, no, we're not, not that white kid. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 you know. But but it also, you know, you kind of rein it back in. But 
it, um, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, you definitely have to be United Front because they can smell it. They can smell the division. They, they, I don't know if they can smell fear, but they can definitely smell division. Um, so you have to you know, tighten that up, lock it right up. Now, I, I, we, I agree. Never in front of the troops. We have to discuss terms all the time. I mean, the other big factor, too, that you'll soon see is when you start uh, you know, when you start having to dis- decide how you're going to punish yourself, because essentially any grounding or any sort of short-term punishment is literally more inconvenient than it for you than it is for them at times. That's so <laughs> awesome. As, as warden of the prison, you know, it's like, what am I willing to do? The inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. For it. yeah. Well, that's a good, yeah. good, good to, to what you're saying is I, I, I have even more to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, any, any, if TV is part of your life, it won't be at some point because you're not going to get to choose what you can watch or when you can watch it anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you know, just condition them to, you know, like swearing and, and punk rock and music and then move on to music. That's what I've done. Yeah, I mean, you know, what I'm hoping for is, um, you know, when I was a kid, I had like a really big Billy Joel phase that I went through when I was really little. So I'm hoping that they kind of do the same thing where they just like really light, approachable rock, like pop music. (laughs) My brother and his Huey Lewis and the news. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) Everybody, everyone knows. That's actually, that's, that's, um, here, let me give you some shitty advice about your podcast that's successful without me. Um, the I, I love that shit. Like, what what kind of lame band were you listening to as a kid that you hope to God that your 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 kid doesn't replicate? And uh, you know, I was really into the We Didn't Start the Fire era, Billy Joel, and um, <laughs> you know, pressure. You know, like, and I just God, I punished my parents with that shit and. Um, they were cool about it, man. They were they were fucking cool. So you know what? Good on you, Pat and Terry Page. Well done. And for those of you stealing, for those of you stealing my identity from this show, uh, now you know my parents' names. So that's uh, that's at least two bank accounts right there. Well done. For those of you playing at home. Okay, let's let's switch gears up. Let's talk about your new album. You got a new release. Want to talk? Yeah, yeah, plug it a little bit. The first, the first one. This is the the, uh, the 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 first child. We hope it's not the only child. Um, but yeah, it's uh, this, it's called um, called just calm down. And it is, um, it's all about you know just dealing with uh, mental shit. You know, um, I have. Uh, an anxiety disorder, so a lot of the um, uh, lyrics kind of revolve around that. Not exclusively, but but a fair, you know, enough enough to be like, hey, there's a there's a theme here. Um, and uh, we recorded it in 2019 in Asbury Park, New Jersey, with uh, the extremely talented uh, Pete Steinkopf. So once again, Pete, thank you for for everything, and um, it was 
it was a blast, man. It was so cool. We're really proud of this record. And um, everyone should buy a, both a physical and a digital copy. And we'll come up with a third way. You should also buy it. And you should get that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it's going to be yet. I think, I'm out. I'm out in the garage deal. I got it. I, I think. I think. I think. Uh, I think cassette. I think cassettes are back in. I'm going to do it. We're going to do a single. I don't know what it's going to be yet. It's. It's. You know, it's going to be cool. So yeah, it's um, if you do, if you get a physical copy, it's on hot pink vinyl. Um, uh, let's see what else is cool about it. I sing really well on it, so you should check that out. Um. <laughs> Jeff is good. Tom wasn't particularly good, but uh, shame on you. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. dude no, that, it was, it was a really should, good experience. We went, we went up to Asbury and in two different phases and um, just just hammered him out. And Pete's such a professional and uh, um, very creative on how to get it done. And, and um, yeah. We, you know, we go up there prepared, and then we, you know, then we start, you know, really layering it, which was nice. And then you walk out of there, and then you just get all these great ideas. And you come back, and you start writing the second one, and that's kind of what we were doing up to the point where we actually can't physically get together. For a yeah. Bit. You know, that's now we're, uh, we're like kind of like in this mode where like you know I'm doing a bunch of like basement recordings. I think Tom. Um, joking aside about Tom's performance, I think Tom actually played only one take on every single one of his songs, the bastard. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he kind of nailed it to a, to a the proverbial cross, as it were. But the uh, it, we're all kind of in that itchy mode, you know. Like I've I've done some basement recording now in my home studio of like some initial passes of things, and I'll you know I'll say that they're done, and then the guys will just destroy my ego and tell me that I'm wrong about everything and I'll call them names and we'll out of that <laughs> we'll, we'll start getting a second record you know so it's gonna be cool yeah That's it's, it's, it's unfortunate we had we we had lined up some really fun shows to play um which is a you know when you're writing is always great to have the shows and, and motivate you but uh you know you, you definitely are just squeaking a couple songs out over the months where, you know, maybe some, maybe this time off will assist us in pushing out that, you know, maybe a good EP or a second record sooner. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We're, we're absolutely just itching to play live because that, that's the feedback that we like. I mean, it's great. It's great putting out a, a product that you're proud of, which we all are, but not being able to, to share the songs. And we all know how that, live experiences or we wouldn't be on this podcast or we wouldn't be talking to you Christian. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. It. That's, yeah. I get it. Like when I you was, can when you can when you can just feel the you know, just the 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 heat um and the and the just the applause of like twenty to twenty five people um you know really freaking out about your music at seven at night. It really <laughs> Amazing. Pizza, pizza from Bouncing Souls, correct? Hey, look, not all the jokes are going to land, okay, Christian? All right, not all of them are going to land on on here. Uh, No, yeah, it was Pete from Bouncing Souls. 
Yeah, we, I, I interviewed uh, Greg Antonito uh, last week. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's great. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, those guys are amazing. Um, Tom and I went down to catch them on their anniversary tour, and um, it was so cold that night. It was ridiculous. And um, we got to hang out and catch up with Pete for a minute, and um, it's funny because you know, I, I, um, you know, let's just do it. Let's just go full, full gush. I, I, uh, I grew up, you know, like we all did listening to that band, you know, and, um, I still have my original black bouncing soul shirt from like, you know, 1997 or something like that, you know, and they came out with that same design again, um, in white, and my body has changed, so I had to get a different <laughs> size. And it, it, honest to God, looks like this white whale is eating the old shirt. It's so brutal. And I, I'm like, God damn it! I'm gonna, I'm gonna fit back in that fucking thing. I swear to God, I'm gonna, you know, like, and so every time I want to have like a full body beer, I just think about those two shirts next to each other. I'm like, no, nope. with the natural light, because I'm. Uh, getting back in that damn shirt, I swear. And, uh, yeah, man, it was so killer recording with Pete because, I mean, that guy, anybody, you know, in in our age bracket at some point heard, you know, Pete Steinkopf, you know, play guitar. And so to, to you know, sit there and, you know, play um, – guitar in front of that dude and have him like, you know, very awesomely, but, you know, scrutinize what you're doing was a really heady experience uh, for me just personally. And um, it was really cool to find, um, you know, ability to do, you know, good or passable, at least, you know, takes you know, trying not to get into your own headspace, especially when, you know, we're a band that sings about, like, trying to not get into your own headspace. <laughs> so it was like, it was just this really weird meta experience. And, um, you know, when we first did this, when we first started doing this band, we came up with this with this song um, called I Love the East Coast, which made the record, and it was the you know, last song on the record. And, um, you know, when, when we wrote it, you know, I, I never won. I never thought, you know, we'd even speak to those people, you know, let alone that, that dude would record our music. Um, and, you know, those guys effectively wrote like the, you know, they were East Coast, fuck you, you know? And so, um, you know, we go up to, to Asbury Park and, you know, Pete's like, all right, so guys, uh, what are we recording? You know? And we're all kind of like, uh, sounds called, uh, oh, the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> he's like and you know he's like totally cool about it you know and he's like okay cool so how's it go and we're like yeah. I, uh, I love I, I, I love East Coast <laughs> you know and it's just like it was just it, it was just such a ridiculously ridiculous experience that was it just I you know what, man? This this band could implode literally during this phone call, and that would still be the, one of the funniest things, and one of the just the the best things about punk music in general is that like if you can 
just not be a complete creep and run out on a rail uh, from the punk scene, most likely you will meet everybody that you ever thought was cool, you know, in, in some form, in some weird way, you know, like, you know, so, so anybody who's, you know, listening to this and you're like, oh, this is my fantasy about meeting this person, I promise you that fantasy won't happen. There'll be this strange, twisted, perverse version of that, and then that's what will happen to you. But it will happen. <laughs> like, it'll be, you know, like, oh, my fantasy is I'm going to play with the Thousand Souls. Nope, but you are going to sing a song that uh, totally sounds like a ripoff of theirs uh, to, to them in person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, and and that is just right. ridiculous. I, I actually, yeah. I'm uh, sorry, you know, the the one thing I was going to say, Christian, that my my takeaway, the one thing that just keeps sticking with me after working with with Pete and knowing those guys for a long time, we we played shows with them way back, but you know, single guitar punk rock bands that never make you wonder why they didn't get a second guitar are some of the most talented bands I've ever seen. You think about you think about single guitar punk bands where you never go, man, why, I wonder why they didn't get a rhythm guitarist. We all have the bands that should have, but the souls have never made you think that way. The percentage never the made you think that way. And yeah. and you never you never you never wanted more. It just sounded full with with essentially one guitar. It's fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, I, I like how yeah. you kind of mentioned that, you know, punk. But that's kind of one of the things with the podcast. It's it's accessible. It's always been accessible to me, and that's the appeal. Like, I'm 42, so I've been, my first punk show It was when I was 12. And so I've been kind of, you know, listening to that and following these bands for, for a long time. And I've been able to, I would say, some of my heroes meet them and talk to them about being a dad. Uh, and they're just always so down to earth and rad about it. You know, I ask them and they're into it, which is so is cool. something always that's, that's been exactly. an appeal about punk to me is that, you know, of course, there's probably bands that have, you know, guys with egos and stuff, but for the most part, there's just regular dudes that like to play music uh, fast and sing about things that I'm interested in for the most part. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's cool because like I just can't think of another. I don't know. I mean, like at this point in my life, like, and this is probably true with I guess like any like you know, but like. It, it, for me, I can't think of living my life in any other way, you know? I guess, you know, it's funny because, like, I'm so terrified that, like, you know how, like, kids rebel against their parents and stuff? You know, I guess, like, the only thing that I've been wondering, and I asked, who did I ask this? Ask this to somebody else. But I'll ask it here. Are you guys afraid that your kids will end up being, like, the opposite? Like, they'll be like, Oh yeah, you know what, Dad? By rebelling against you, I'm really into like I don't know, um, really bad EDM music or something. I don't know. Like it, it there's it doesn't equate right. I, I guess like something just really terrible. What's really terrible? What can we all agree is like really terrible? Polo is Polo really bad? Like, <laughs> something something we all universally are like, oh God, no. Like. Uh, <laughs> 
I think hey, Polo, I can't speak for Christian, but Polo's kind of out of our realm. <laughs> like I can't, like I can't, like what is, is it? Dr- involved, buddy. Is, it, is, it, is it dressage? Is it dressage that we're all afraid of? Like what is it that we're like? Oh God, no, not that. You know, anything but that. Um, yeah, I just I wonder that sometimes. Like that's actually like my own. Because if you think about it, if you think about it, we're really only in like, you know, the, the old heads that were there for the set for 77, you know, they're basically like our parents' age, right? So, little, I'm a, I'm a little older than you now. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But what I'm getting at is, like, we're still only on, like, even if, even when we take that into account, we're only in, like, three generations of parents, of, of punk parents. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so are are we creating like the new like Alex P. Keatons of the world or something? Like <laughs> you know, like is is this because again, again, right? Right? Like it never happens the way you it never happens the way you intended it, right? It's always this like perverse, weird thing that like, you know, nothing ever goes according to plan. So I'm just you know, it's cautionary tale to all the punk parents out there. Like don't you know, like Patton Oswalt, that comedian, he's got a, a bit about that. He's like, lie, be a square, like, don't, mm-mm. and then when they get old enough, then you can become clean. And, you know, that flies in the face of everything I said earlier in the podcast. So just edit that out and go <laughs> this now instead. Um, okay. Yeah. Listen to Lawrence Welk and, like, drink, like, really lame liquor drinks and, like, be interested in, like, Shingles or something for your home. I don't know. <laughs> there like, we go. Like that. Dad jokes. You got one each. Yeah, big time. Share it. All right. This was actually told to me by a dad. This is great. Can I give two? Sure. I have one for I have one for a younger audience. And I have one for an older audience. Because we're, you know, okay, here we go. Younger audience one. Uh, Knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne? Is that what you said? Yeah, Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne the bathtub, I'm drowning. (laughs) That's a pretty, that's a pretty good one. That's for the little kids. They love that one. Crowd pleaser. All right, here we go. Here's the old, here's the other one. Here's the other one. Older kids, teenagers, when you're trying to be a cool dungeon uncle and the teens don't want to hang out with you no more. Here we go. <clears throat> so this guy finally lands this date with this beautiful this beautiful woman, and he wants to treat her classy, so he asks his father. He says, Dad, what should I do? He goes, I got it. I got the perfect date for you. I want you to take her out to dinner, order for her really nice. You're going to take her to a nice movie, get her popcorn and a soda. You're going to walk her back to her house, to her front door, kiss her gently on the forehead and say, I had a wonderful evening with you. We should do this again sometime. So the the young gentleman does exactly that. Takes this nice girl out, takes her to dinner, pulls the chair out for her, orders for a really nice, nice restaurant, takes her to a nice, uh, you know, nice movie theater, gets her the popcorn and the soda. It's a great movie. They are having a great time. Walks her back to her house gives her a kiss on the forehead 
and says, uh, I had a wonderful evening with you. We should do this again sometime. And she thinks, well, this guy's a winner. So she says, well, I'll tell you what, buddy, uh, you could do that a little lower, if you know what I mean. And he goes, not a problem. Thank you. I had a wonderful evening with you. We should do this again sometime. <laughs> oh, boy. Huh? Total clean oh. joke, but you thought, right? Totally clean. <laughs> that's that's, that's oh. primo. That is primo. That's a primo joke. Yeah. You're welcome. That is horrible. I want that time back. <laughs> Bullshit. That was that's 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 oh. quality radio right there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, here, I'll smear the line with the uh, the parent slash kid joke. Why can't you hear rabbits mating? I don't know. Cotton balls. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I like that one. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the thinker. Right. It's the thinker. Uh, oh, is it a riddle? What's going on here? Last question, guys. Any father, last okay. words of wisdom to any rad dads or any new dads out there listening? Uh, I got one. Lean on your friends with kids. Yeah. Open dialogues with other dads. It helps. It really does. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got two bits of wisdom. One, um, you're the parent. So the first person you have to control is yourself. The second bit of wisdom is find community wherever you can find it and use every morsel of that community. Um, the, the coolest part about punk is actually all the punk parents, you know, the barbecues are way cooler than just the neighborhood ones. So uh, it, just because you're a punk and you're a parent doesn't mean you can't be a, a punk parent. So there's there's more of us out there than you think. So get into it. It's There's a lot of us, and we love to drink light beer in the middle of the day respectfully and and say, hey, don't touch that outlet. You know, so... There, there, you know, take the village. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I love those open dialogue uh, and, and uh, finding that community. So I really appreciate you you being part of this community and my community and uh, welcome you to the Rad Dads community. I'll, I'll, I'll anoint you as as an honorary Rad Dad uh, from up north here in Canada. Hopefully. Awesome. Hopefully, Thank when so all much. this uh, this settles down, you guys make your way up uh, to uh, Edmonton. And uh, yeah, and I'll tell you what: you if home. you if you ever if you if you can can find your way to invite us to play one of those amazing shows, we will absolutely do that. That would be a privilege. Sweet, that would be rad. Okay, guys, thanks so much. I really appreciate your time. Really appreciate all right, uh, the all right. the answers and and have a great night. You too, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye.